Rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. This is the Cosmic Force Episode 2. Thank you all for joining us. We are uh, another uh podcast on the utini podcast network i am one of your hosts tyler reganti and we're just going to get right into the other host here emma how are you doing tonight i am doing so good thank you for asking i'm so excited to have jared here i'm so excited to be doing another episode and yeah i'm just i'm just really excited caleb how are you caleb our our, our third host of the night how are you doing tonight bud I'm glad to be here. It's uh, it's good, you know, getting a little uh, off to a bit of a start here. You know, no, Jacob isn't kicked off the team. He's just uh, has to do some work stuff. So we have a the next best thing, and that's um, that's our friend Jared here. He's going to be helping us out, talking up a lot about comics because he's probably one of the people who knows most about comics, especially on the legend side on the team. So it's glad to have him here. Yes, our say guest it. host who stole the spotlight right from the start <laughs> and stole the surprise, Jared Mays. Jared, thank you for running the show tonight. <laughs> Got to say the description that <laughs> Caleb just gave me is the best compliment I've gotten in weeks. The next best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be more excited to be here, especially because like, is it a coincidence that in the Foundational Five episode in which we are going to talk a little bit about Dark Empire, my very favorite piece of Star Wars media, is it a coincidence that I just so happened to be called up into the big leagues for tonight's show? Hey, I don't know. Did called you up or did you call us and say, hey, I heard <laughs> Naked Palps, which means I need to be on the show because I'm pretty sure that's how that went down. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. Well, as I said on the top of the show, we are a weekly podcast broadcasting live right here on youtube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night. Normally at eight o'clock, we had to push back to 830 tonight, but uh, it will normally be on at eight o'clock every Wednesday. If you can't join us live, that's okay. All of our videos will be available right here on YouTube and we will soon be available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, We are a part of the Utini Podcast Network, which is home to the Utini family of shows created and produced by Utini staff members that fulfill Utini's overarching mission of guiding Star Wars fans through the Star Wars universe. For those who don't know, Utini is a community of positive fans that share our love for the greater Star Wars universe. If you love Star Wars and you have been looking for a community of people to share that love with in a positive way, well, Chewy, your home. You can find the link to our Discord server in the uh, in the show notes and in the chat. Um, we're approaching almost a thousand members uh, in, in our Discord, so we've got a lot of really wow. awesome people in there. Um, if you like what you see and you want to say thanks, uh, head over to our Patreon channel at Patreon.com/backslashUtini, where for as little as five dollars a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcasting network of shows, as well as, as exclusive merch and community involvement. So now that we've run through our, our nice little intro, we're going to go ahead, get into the show and start off with our weekly pull list. And since Jacob's not here, that, uh, that is going to get tossed over to Emma. Emma, what do we have uh, available to us this week? Yeah, so we've got one new comic out this week. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 11, The Great Hunt of Malastare, which is an amazing title, by the way. 
looks like writer... I didn't put it in the OBS either, though. So you're just going to talk about it, Emma. Okay, I'm going to talk about it. It's uh, I can actually describe the cover to you because it stood out to me how amazing it was. It's a it's a uh, a cover with just Bosk on the center. He's kind of the star of this issue, and he's got like this knife type of thing with a, a really cool reflection. So put that image into your head. Um, it's written by Ethan Sachs with art by Paolo Villanelli. A cover, that awesome, awesome cover I was just talking about uh, by Mattia De Luis, uh, colorist by RF Prianto, and letters by Travis Lanham. And yeah, uh, good stuff today. I don't know if anybody else has read it. I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, maybe a little bit later, um, but it, it, it was a pretty good issue today. I think it was probably the best issue of, of uh, Bounty Hunters so far, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Absolutely. Caleb so, already already causing drama in the chat again, re-emphasizing his, oh, his no. statement from last week that Bosk is better than Chewy. Absolutely. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. We're not going to do it tonight, but we are going to talk about this. Sure. Yes, this has I'm, to be a, a discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. So now let's move on to one of my favorite segments of our show, What We're Loving. Tyler, why don't you kick us off with your favorite art of the week? Sure. So I actually... I was doing a lot of reading this week, um, and and one of the things that I was reading was the Star Wars mainline uh, trade paperback number one. Uh, and as you can see there on the screen, um, I, I I just I loved this uh, this pa- this page because um, this is a really emotional. Right before this, it was a really emotional moment for Luke. You know, he's dealing with the the, the truth that he just heard, um, and and what really caught me. I like I said last week. I always read my episodes, read read the books twice, but the art on this page caught me even the first time because I love Leia's eyes. You, you know, it starts off with the compassion that that Luke needs to hear um, to get him through the grief and 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 everything that he's going through. But in in, in a, in a this, the blink, literally the blink of an eye, she's able to go right back to Rebel leader, Rebel commander, and, and is able to really. Um, tell Lando and Chewie what needs to be done and, and get right back into the mission. And I just, I, I, I love this. The, the artists of this are Jesus Saiz and, and Arif Prianto. Um, it's just, it's a great piece. And, and it really, the, it, the detail on it really caught my eyes. Um, Emma, what about you? I'll toss it right back to you. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Awesome art. I love that. Uh, my art this week is from Phasma issue number one uh, with art by Marco Cicchetto. Um, It shows Phasma escaping from Starkiller base. And I just found the colors in this uh, one panel to be absolutely striking with the, the fire and then the reflections off of her, um, her armor. And the colors uh, here were done by Andre Smosa. Um, I recently, uh, just last week, reread this series um, and was so surprised by by how much I, I loved it a second time around. I loved it the first time too. Um, Phasma is one of my favorite uh, background characters. And I think that she has some of like the best background story uh, from the EU between this comic and her book. Um, and I, I don't know, this art just really, really struck me this week. Um, Caleb, what about you? What about me? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> this one is, um, there's a bit of a story behind this one. This comes from mm, Dark it. Empire. This one, um, this is an old uh, legend series. And I distinctly remember as a child, you know, I was probably, you know, under 10 years old. We had just moved to a new town and we found ourselves at the local library. And they're in the kind of cool, edgy teen section. They had like sequin beads over the... Uh, the aisle and i remember going down there and looking at all the comics they had and one thing stood out they had a 
copy of the entire you know series of dark mm. empire i remember pulling that out and the artwork just immediately like struck out to me and how like rich this was this is all by i think as i said um you know uh cam, cam kennedy, kennedy. Yep. yeah he's done a lot of work with um you know, 82,000 law of Judge Dredd stuff. And it's weird because it's watercolored and you can look at the detail and the lines mm-hmm. and like the entire series is just in these washed out pastels and entire scenes are like sickly green and pale blue and pink. So like this entire battle scene, as you see the Millennium Falcon swooping over, uh, this is Coruscant as it's being ravaged by civil war. Just the details, the action, the soldiers, like it was one of those things I, I stared at this page for 10 minutes when I was a kid. And when I was rereading it, <laughs> boy, was that just like a punch of nostalgia. Great, great series. And last but not least, Jared, let's see your pick. Let me just like wipe the tears out of my eyes from that description. <laughs> that was so beautiful. I love Dark Empire so much. Ken Kennedy's watercolor style is so good. Oh, I just need like a, a loop of Caleb's description of that panel. To just listen to over and over and over for the rest of my life. Oh, a little commentary so while you read it. <laughs> I loved that. Loved that. Oh my gosh. Uh, this, however, it was funny as you brought me on the show on an episode in which you're talking about one of my very favorite Star Wars comics. <laughs> and the very first message from Jacob said, by the way, Caleb took Dark Empire, so pick something else. <laughs> <laughs> so what I have chosen is this panel from Dr. Afra, number seven. The new Dr. Afra, the one that just came out. It's a pretty recent issue. What I love about this particular image with the art by Mink Yu Young, this is uh, Lady Proxima coming up out of the water. And you can almost kind of see like her emerging from the water. It's very dynamic, isn't mm, it? Yeah. You got a good, uh, what do you call these things? Onomatopoeias? You got a good whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> W-S-H-H-H-H. So whoosh. So it's Whoosh. really great. And yes. um, of course, you've got the backsides here, both Sana Staros and Dr. Afra herself, which like, can we just appreciate the fact that we've got a comic coming out here in 2020 with a panel that has Dr. Afra, Sana Staros, and Lady Proxima all on That's the amazing. same page. <laughs> incredible, incredible. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so, Caleb, do you have a community submission for this yes. week? You know, we asked about it last week and we got a good one. This one was from our one and only uh, Chirps, a.k.a. at uh, Bungo Wongo 3000 on Twitter. This art <laughs> came from uh, Darth Vader, uh, the 2015 version, uh, 2015 number 25 by Max uh, Furima and Salvador La Coca. This is, a uh, you know, I think I remember reading this one. It just shows, you know, Darth Vader as he's just plowing through some uh, Tusken Raiders, just fire explosions. Like it's like, you know, I definitely get why he, we, he sent this one in. We love it in Star Wars when they show us something kind of different in a new style. And this is just a really striking couple of images here on this page. Yeah, this is actually, according to his tweet, this is actually the, um, how the Tuscan Raiders? Uh, oh, yeah, no, that that was that was another one. The, there there was two images side by side. One that showed how they revered him, next to this one of him walking through. It's yeah, it's 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 really great art. I love the art style here with like the sort of like crinkled edges, or or it's like it's like he's almost having like a heat stroke or something. <laughs> I like it. 
Yeah, like when they do a fun layout like this, anytime a comic does this, like uh, I was just recently reading some Moon Knight where they did some fun things like that. There's a really fun series of Batman Court of Owls where they just really mess up with the layout of how a page is done. So anytime they do something weird with the um, with the boxing and the lettering and how it the page flows, that always stands out. So this is a really good pick uh, here, Chirp. So you know, hit us up again. You know, If you keep up the streak, you can be here next week. But at... Uh, the Cosmic Force show. Send us uh, your favorite uh, panels that you've been reading this week. Hit us up on the Discord at the Cosmic Force show uh, sub little group there. We want to know what you've been reading and what struck your eye. So that's you know how you can interact with us. We really love it when you reach out. So can I just can I just say how much I love this segment? The fact that you guys have like the community chipping in with their favorite uh, panels. It's so great. I love it. We love yeah, it too. We love as, hearing as from long everybody. As they keep, I would say as long as they keep uh, giving us submissions, we will keep featuring it. What, what did we get, guys? What did we get? I think we had uh, a couple of tweets and and I think five or six different panels that were submitted. We even had panels in the in the in the, the Discord that they were like, "This isn't my submission, but I still I still wanted to share this." Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's and, a bunch of them. It's great. So yeah, no, reach out. We want to be here. We want to share the Star Wars comics experience with you. So that was the panels that we really enjoyed. But what about the stories? What are we been reading? Tyler, what are, what have you been catching up with? I've, I've been catching up on a lot. Uh, I, I was kind of ashamed that, that Emma was the only one who had read just about everything last week. So I did my best to get caught up in everything. I am caught now caught up on the mainline, uh, Star Wars mainline. I am now caught up on Bounty Hunters. And I didn't read uh, the one that came out today, but I've, got, I've been caught up on that. Uh, I've caught up on the High Republic and High Republic uh, Adventures. Um, I have the the issues for Darth Vader, but I can't find issue number six in physical copy. Uh, so that's where I'm stuck on that. Uh, and then I, had, while I was at my local comic book store, I was actually able to pick up the little mini series from last year, uh, Target Vader, which featured Vader and Valance and Dengar. Um, that was interesting. Um, but I was I was very productive this week, and and I really wanted to make sure I'm not caught up in everything. So I'm still coming for you, Emma. Um, but I did my best to to to, to keep uh, to keep up with you. What do you? What, How many what, what comics you was that? A lot. Yeah, that must have been a lot of them. It was yeah. a lot, yeah. So, I, there, by there you were... say when you say you were very productive, you mean you were very unproductive in other things. <laughs> I can say because I know that none of my coworkers are are, are are listening, watching this right now. That I was there. There might have been some some time during the day, during the workday, that I needed to take a step away from the computer, and that ten minutes might have turned into an hour and ten minutes because I could just got caught up in all this stuff. Did you like hide comic books inside like other books at work in order to like fake it as if you were reading? Cause I definitely did that in my sixth grade science class. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, luckily my, my office is, is a, a nice long trip right up the stairs from, from, from my bedroom. So I'm, I'm actually able to oh, okay, work, yeah, yeah. work here. And, uh, yeah. Pandemic life makes it real easy for me to just move my mouse every <laughs> once in a while to make it seem like I'm still active. And I re- pick up and pick up the next book and just keep on reading it. So yeah, it was it was a busy week for me. Um, so I'm hoping by next week that I can get caught up on everything else that I'm not caught up on, uh, and that way I can I can share in the, the 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 glory that is Emma and and who was caught up on on everything. So Emma, if there's anything that's left, what did you read last week? Well, last week I didn't really read anything. I was super busy with with schoolwork, unless um, medical uh, uh, sociology counts uh, that textbook. Uh, I don't think that counts in here, uh, but that's what I was reading. 
uh, yes, major snores. Um, but today I did read uh, the new issue of Bounty Hunters, Bounty Hunters number 11, like we were talking about earlier by Ethan Sachs with art by Paolo Villanelli. Um, and like I was talking about earlier as well with that awesome cover uh, featuring Bosque by Mattia DeLuis. Uh, really, really awesome stuff. I'm starting to enjoy the series a little bit more. Um, I know that we had maybe some harsh words for it last week. Um but I think it's starting to find its stride with the upcoming Bounty Hunter War crossover uh, series coming up. And I think it's starting to set up a really awesome story. Um, and the premise of today's issue, uh, which, like we said, it was called The the Great Hunt of Malastare, I believe, was the title. And I love going back to, to planets that we've heard of before, um, like Malastare. Um, so that was cool. Um, and, and it's still picking up on stories that we've already seen from Bounty Hunters previously, but also building up to War of the Bounty Hunters. And um, I'm liking this connective tissue that we've, we've got uh, started here. So that was mine for this week. Uh, Caleb, how about you? What are you reading? Like you, Emma, I kind of slowed down the last couple of weeks. I was blazing through yeah. a couple of comics trying to get you know slowly caught up this time i just read a lot a uh, decent chunk of dr afra and like i the only thing i, I can't over the week just read one single like volume and that was uh dr afra the catastrophe con that was from issues uh 20 to 26 and i'm going to put my um put my my statement out there i think that's some of the best comics i've read in a long time just like oh, the yeah. pacing just like how many characters they brought back and introduced and like like the twists the story takes it's all takes place just you know not just shouldn't even be a spoiler on a prison that is just a collection of starships that were slammed together and held together by tractor beams and the prisoners just have you know when they need to add more prisoners they slam it into a derelict like rebel ship and just like congratulations you're all prisoners now there it's just like this wild and wacky adventure to in jailbreak probably some of the best like action i've seen in a long time 10 out of 10 highly recommend it yeah it's a great one all right so uh jared, that jared are you reading anything oh man yeah all right i'm glad i get to talk about this i went on a little road trip this past weekend and for the first time ever brought no physical star wars books on a road trip and that's that's not a lie. i i loaded at my iPad to capacity. It was yelling at me. It was like, no, 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 we're full. We're full. No more comics. No more comics. <laughs> uh, yeah, one more. Okay, one more. Yeah, one more. No, no more comics. I crammed in so many comics onto my iPad. I read all of, because we're covering, hey, shameless plug tomorrow night here on youtube.com slash Utini, probably. Yeah, I think um, that's it. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, We're going to be doing the Dark Empire 2 roundtable. So you hear us talk about it tonight. You got to read all six issues of Dark Empire and then all six issues, six issues of Dark Empire 2. By this time tomorrow night, you can do it. And then you can join us for Legends Look Back. And we're going to be doing our roundtable on that. So I was getting ready for the show, read all of Dark Empire 2. I caught up just like just like uh, Tyler did. I caught up on Bounty Hunters. I caught up on Dr. Aphra. I caught up on mainline Star Wars. I read like 40 issues of Star Wars Adventures. <laughs> I mean... Oh my goodness. I don't think I've ever read as many Star Wars comics in a five-day period as I did this past weekend. It was just excellent. I highly recommend it's, it's, it. Highly it's recommend everybody just like get, <laughs> go on a road yeah, trip. It's with easy lots to get lost. It's yeah. like an hour goes by and it's like, oh wow, I just read like 30 comics. I, I like you don't even realize it. It's not like a book where it's like, oh man, I've been really chugging through this. That that's 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 why I love comics. Oh yeah. Totally, totally agree. 
the moment that a lot of you, I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for is, is we're now going to talk about the foundational five. And, and, and before I actually have all five of them sitting right here, one of them is actual, is an actual comic book and it's not the, not trade paperback, but we'll get there. Uh, and, and before we get into this, I, I did want to, want to, want to take a moment and kind of let us all discuss what, what led us to, to think or, or to choose these titles, because, um, Caleb, there, there was a selection process. There was an actual like voting and, and, and discussion and everything. Uh, so you want to talk about a little, uh, t- talk about that a little bit? Yeah, essentially we all kind of started by saying, okay, these are the comics we love and want to be in here. So we can't just put them all in the pile. Then we saw what had overlap and kind of, you know, picked those ones and whatever. And from that overlap, then we sorted and kind of counted them out. And that's how we got this uh, foundational five. Again, we aren't picking the best comics. We're not going out here and say these are the 10 out of 10 series. We are saying these are really good comics, that these are uh, just solid stories, you know, easy ways to get to uh, really enjoy great comics, but they're also very accessible. As I said, you know, before the ad break, you know, that Dr. Afra series, that part was some of the best I've read, but it's not something I can just say, oh, re- start with F- issue 20. You have to start all the way with issue one, if not back in Darth Vader. So these are easy entry points. You can start here, you know, get a really great stories and set yourself up for greater stories down the line. Yeah, each and every each of these books really has it's it, it's it's self-contained enough to be able to to understand and, and have a nice complete story, but it has a very lasting effect on the entire EU. Um, now I say lasting effect with, with, with a little little asterisk there because this is comics, so sometimes there is some 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 resets. <laughs> um, you know, twenty fifteen, uh, you know, Marvel is you know is a little bit different than than the, the than the current line, but but these are comics and these are titles that are really going to have a, a real lasting effect at least at least for for a little bit. Um, Emma, what about the, the 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 character development and or in some of these the introductions that we get from some of these characters? Yeah, absolutely. So these five comics were chosen hugely for their character development. Um, we'll get into exactly, specifically why later, but we have some in here with an extremely popular character introduced um, for the first time. And you know what? I'll just say it. it's Dr. Afra, and we love Dr. Afra. We're, we're partial to her. Um, and so, you know, we're picking uh, comics that, that really fit uh, well, with character development, also with with new characters and old characters too. Characters that we know and love, like like our main uh, trio with Han and Luke and Leia, uh, but also new characters like I mentioned, um, Doctor Afra, and that was really important too to to have a good mix of characters. Yeah, and the, and the, the another key element is is the ability to be memorable. And there's one book in particular, and, and I'm going to toss it to Jared here uh, so he can discuss about this. And, and so I have a feeling that you all, if you've, if you've heard Jared before, you kind of know what, what, what he might be talking about here. But there's also some memorable events and or panels in probably every single one of these books. Yeah, that's right. You know, memorable, noteworthy events is one of the criteria that we had for selecting our foundational five of comics. Now, I do want to give a shout out to Jacob, who's not here tonight. However, I got to admit, I almost trimmed down to just a mustache tonight for our boy <laughs> Spiced In. Um, didn't do it, though. Don't think my wife would um, 
would like it very much, but uh, looks great on Jacob. So anyway, it was Jacob's idea to do a new foundational five. So I want to give him some props there and glad that this came to fruition. One of the most important things about it is got to have uh, comics that are important with, with like these staples of the chronology. For example, in Star Wars, the 2015 series, um, there is a battle between Luke and Darth Vader. They have the lightsaber battle before um, Empire Strikes Back. And so that's a very important moment. You, you meet Han Solo's wife, kind of, you know, so some of the very important <laughs> things that happen. And in particular, Dark Empire has such a noteworthy moment, which is on the one hand, Palpatine's back, y'all. And he is not wearing enough clothes. Um, you got another, <laughs> another thing, like the, the return of, that's the best smile I've ever seen out of Caleb. That's great. Um, <laughs> the return of Boba Fett. I, I think the panel of Boba Fett saying, it's like a full panel, or at least long ways down the strip of the page. What do you call those kinds of panels? Like half the page long wise? Long, hot hot dogs. Length? I don't know. <laughs> page length, hot dog I guess. Go fat. <laughs> if, if, if they're not called hot dog panels, they're now on this show called hot dog panels. That's right. Doxy, we want a shirt uh, called Hot Dog Boba Fett. It's I guess the like... ones that go the airway would be hamburgers. Yeah. There you go. Yes. They, yes. they do yes. now. <laughs> and so the return of Boba Fett, when he says to Han Solo on Narshada, what does he say? The Sarlacc found me somewhat indigestible. That is like my <laughs> all-time favorite moment in all of the EU. And there's no taking that away from me. So I think that's, that's a, a great, great impression. example of what makes something... Oh, thank you. That's what makes something uh, important for the Foundational Five in terms of those noteworthy events, those big moments. Absolutely. And in case you were wondering out there, we do actually have all this written up in a wonderful little article pinned by Jared himself. So that oh, yeah. is live on the site right now. So, you know, if you for some reason you have to put this podcast down and, you know, can't pick it back up, go to the site. It has all of them listed out. So if you want to go ahead and get that spoiled chat, go over to the website right now, www.yatini.com. And it's got those affiliate links there, which gives us a little bit of kickback to the site to help, uh, you know, Keep the show running with audio and everything. All right. And um, of course, with that article, I want to give a huge shout out. It was a team effort. I, I wrote it, but it was Jacob who helped me with the outline, helped me get rid of some of my bad ideas, put in some good ideas. <laughs> Jacob, of course, was working hand in hand with me on that. And then both Meg and Michael helped in the editing and then getting it up on the site. So, I mean, a lot of us, and then you all voted with the whole comics team participated in choosing these. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been something on the site that was such a team effort as this article. Yeah, it was great right, work well, uh, as always, uh, Jared. And, and I'm happy to have a foundational five for comics now. It's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. So let's go ahead and get into these books. And I'm going to I'm going to take the first one. And, and, and the first one is going to be the, the Star Wars 2015 uh, ba ba basically the, the first trade paperback. I have this one. Like I said, this is this is actually just the actual uh, comic book. But uh, this one was written by Jason Aaron and Karen Gillian and Greg Pak. Uh, the pencils uh, for, are from the likes of John, John Cassidy, Stuart Immerman, Jorge Molina, Angel Unzueta, Salvador La Roca and Phil Noto. Uh, it ran from January 15th or to November 2019, uh, and that's for 75 issues. Um, and the reason that I want to take this is, is this was the reason I got into comics back in 2015. I 
have a ton. If you still see behind me, these are all my Legends books. I, I actually just bought, uh, I, I shared a picture earlier today and Jared was all over it. I, I just bought five more Legend, Le- Legends novels. Um, I almost have a complete set, but but I've always had the, <laughs> the novels and I, but I never, I never got into comics. I was like, nope, my fandom, it, it, it's, it's enough. It's right here. That's, that's only the novels. Until Marvel bought until until Disney bought bought Star Wars, until Disney bought Marvel, until Disney said we're going to re-release Star Wars comics, and I was like, "Well, damn, I guess I I can't hold off any longer." Um, and and it's just it's it's it really has a has a really um, special place to me. Um, it's it, not not only that, but there are great stories. Um, there's a great arc that features o- o- Obi Wan, like we talked about earlier. There's there's a fight between Star- uh, Luke and Darth Vader. It's just it's it was really for it to be back in Marvel, where it had it, where it it used to be before you know Dark or Dark Horse had it for for geez, Jared, what almost twenty years? All right, we can do this math. Here we go. Uh, what year was it? Nineteen ninety one to twenty fourteen. So what is that? I was told uh, there'd be no math. Uh, 23, 23 years. years. 23 years. 23 wonderful years. Let's put it that for way. For it to come back home after 23 years and, and, and to, for it to be this good, not, not that, not that it, I, I wasn't expecting it to be good. It just, it's really something special. And so that's why, um, that's why I voted for this to be, for, to be part of the foundation of five. And I'm really happy that mm-hmm. it's, uh, that it's part of it. Um, do I, have, have all of you, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on this? Book? Yeah. Oh, you guys I th- read this one. It's definitely like should be the cornerstone of the foundational five because it takes place right after episode four. Like you, you could have just watched that one movie and still be able to read this comic and get everything you need out of it. There's nothing like, you know, you don't have to have read a ton of, you know, all the, you know, the 24 years of comic history. No, we don't need this. It's kind of like what DC likes to do. And it's a reboot of the comic universe, a reboot of their storytelling. So you can just get in there and just really enjoy the stories. And the first arc starts off really strong. It starts off really solid. There's just a lot of fun action, a fun, lot of, you know, these comics do seem to really love having, you know, Han and Leia hate each other. And it is always good to have that snippiness and that action back and forth. Yeah, I, I totally echo that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, great relationships all around, not only with Han and Leia, but uh, also with, you know, the pseudo relationship with Sana and Han that was introduced uh, in, in this series. Um, and yeah, lots, lots of good, solid arcs. I'd say my favorite arc in this one stands out to me mostly because of the cover. I don't know if this is uh, the, the trade paperback cover. This. Yes, I know. It's my favorite. I'm notorious for loving this. Uh, I think it's... Uh, uh, mutiny at Moncala, or or the one after that yes. uh, that has uh, uh, Leia. Uh, it's in our intro uh, that panel with her uh, kind of standing, uh, you know, nice and proud he, and, her and hero like a pose. leader. Her hero pose. That's right. And uh, and she's got all the the Moncala ships going behind her, and and she looks like a real leader. And I, I love that that image. And and that whole arc is really great as well. Lots of great callbacks to the Clone Wars. Those episodes on Moncala. Um, and I just loved seeing how they got uh, a lot of their their flagships uh, from from Moncala and how they made the deal with the Moncalans. Um, there's so many great callbacks in this series. You, you know, we've got uh, a trip to Crate, a trip to Jeddah. Um, you know, just so many great, uh, not really Easter eggs because they're not super hidden, but but lots of great uh, callbacks. Yeah, one of my favorite arcs is the one where Han and Leia get stranded on like a farm. 
and oh yeah chased by what's that squadron called where they got they're like oh, oh scar yeah. squadron scar squadron yeah, scar yeah squadron yeah oh man that's such a because it's mostly just han and leia falling in love with each other how do they get from where they are in a new hope to where they are in empire this comic really paves that bridges that gap between those two films yeah that that yeah. run i remember just being so kind of bizarre in its like setting taking place on a farm i i clearly remember a panel with han shirtless like uh raking a field or something like that so that he could have a beer um <laughs> that's just something that like stands out in my memory didn't harrison ford do that in like an, a movie where you like worked out with bunch with the almish probably deep dive but yeah I'm i google think... that for sure now that you've said it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, right, well, that before, sounds right. I was yeah. going to say, before we, we'll, we'll do that after the show, maybe in the aftermath, but let, let, let's get back to the actual co- the Star Wars <laughs> comics here. Jared, yeah. what do you say about our, our second entry in this list? Great. Yeah, the second one is one I've already been talking about tonight. Kind of, I was talking about the 2020 Dr. Afro line. Uh, now we are, of course, talking about the second book in our foundational five of comics, Drumroll. I needed to click that would do that. Anyway, it is the 2016 run of Dr. Afra. This is written by Kieran Gillen and Simon Spurrier. Um, Simon Spurrier took over, what do you think, halfway through? Maybe even earlier. Somewhere around that. that. I think it was earlier than that. Yeah, maybe so. Cy Spurrier actually won a GLAAD award in 2020 for the outstanding comic book, which was exciting. It's nice to see Star Wars titles winning some awards from things that are not explicitly about Star Wars. Um, this had uh, art, you know, the pencils from the likes of Kev Walker, Andrea. I should have practiced these names Andrea Brocardo and Emilio Liso. Hey, Whoever y'all are, you did a great job. I'm sorry I messed up your names. <laughs> and uh, this, of course, ran for 40 issues from December 2016 to December 2019. This is just such a classic example of the ridiculousness of Star Wars, isn't it? That oh, yeah. This yes. series <laughs> about the female space doctor, uh, uh, what, what do we call her? Like the, the Indiana Jones of Star Wars. Yes. But, like, right. She's not particularly likable. She's not good. You guys are going to talk about. You're going to do a roundtable on this soon, right? Uh, yes. Next that, week, yeah. That might next be episode. our next. Our, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Jake, Jacob's not here, so we're like, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's fun, of course, is this is just the the series about the space Indiana Jones has. She's got two separate com- ongoing comic series with the same title, just Doctor Afra, mm-hmm. but she originated in the Darth Vader comic. But yes. now she has an audio drama recapping her story from the Darth Vader comic, a little bit from the mainline Star Wars. But now there's a script book about the audio drama about the comic. her appearance from Darth Vader. <laughs> but then she also has I mean, if two separate ongoing meta. series. So are they eventually right. going to do a stage play based off the... Uh... That seems like the, the logical next step, yes. <laughs> oh, man. A stage play. I would buy tickets for that, for sure. I would, same, I would, I'd wear a mask, but I'd go. Um, <laughs> so great. <laughs> this series has some amazing beats in it. Um, what I love the most about it is the, I think you guys mentioned this last week, the the part where she's on the run from triple zero and he's got a, no, he's like running. I don't think you talked about this. He's running like a reality show and the whole planet is watching. 
in oh, or maybe it's that. the arc yeah. where there's a bomb strapped to them. There's they're chained together. And then he's got there's a, a, there's I'm a bomb. I'm about like, to read this. I'm about to read yes. this. Oh, one. good. <laughs> it's one of those I like got from my local library on a random Saturday afternoon. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm a legends guy, but I like to keep up. And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna read this canon comic, whatever. Oh, this is good. <laughs> That's how I feel about this. Even like, legends people like it. That's an endorsement, if I don't know what it is. Like the whole thing about Dr. Afra is she's obviously the evil version of our main cast. You know, she's like the evil, you know, Han Solo, Harrison Ford sort of type. But she also has the, her evil, like, you know, droid companions who are just complete dark reflections of C-3PO and R2-D2. And like the horrible things they do is always just so entertaining to watch. Yeah. And the humor is just it's spot on like the the, the 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 dry sarcasm that comes from her and the droids. It's 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 great. I, that's that's the, the like my favorite part. Exactly. Like anyone who fondly remembers HK 47 from the KOTOR yes. series. Right. Like Weary. who is HK 47? HK 47 <laughs> is and triple zero have the same DNA. They are like he is a grand descendant of HK 47. They are the same sort of lineage and family there. So if you have fond memories of, you know, having HK 47 subtly encourage you to murder people, you are going to love this series. <laughs> and what I'll say about it, of course, oh, I'm on the wrong slide here. Uh, I'll find it sooner or later. Where's Jacob? Jacob, we need you. Here we go. What I'll say about it is <laughs> we just had a great comment from, from be nasty in the chat that uh, black Kristan is an evil chewy. So there's another analog there which is great. Uh, of course, this runs in between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. So uh, this one takes place concurrently with mainline Star Wars and Kieran Gillen's run. No, no, no. This after that, right? I don't think uh, it ties in. Quite it's the, the same, same time, like, you know, between the movies, but it started a couple years after, like a year or so after the original, like 20, yeah. the uh, okay. Star Wars new series started. It's this new one. And this is where it gets so confusing. The new series is tying into the bounty hunters and Star Wars right. and Vader in this new crossover event. Um, but I would say for my money in canon media, this is absolutely the some of the top tier content that they've made in the last five years. Absolutely. And I, and I would say like her popularity as a character in Star Wars is huge considering uh, just her her only being in in comics and in an audio drama that adapts a comic like we were saying before her popularity is immense i mean i think that the reason for bringing uh the audio drama uh in and adapting uh the the uh, the comic is to bring her uh to people that that don't read the comics because she is such a great character and a lot of people are missing out uh on seeing her her awesome character development and her great character traits by not reading the comics and the other thing is, too, I mean, if this is any measure of popularity, and trust me, I believe it is, uh, Dr. Afra, Triple Zero, uh, and BT1 have Black Series figures. And I think that that is the most amazing thing in the world. By the way, if anybody has a line on those uh, Black Series figures for not a crazy astronomical price, hit me up. I'm looking for them. <laughs> oh, man. The collectors on in the Utini family. It's a whole uh, yes. subculture, isn't it? We we are no, all for, enablers. For sure. Yes, we, we are enablers, but I, I think that you know their popularity is growing and, and I think uh the conversation happens a lot in our Discord um and on Living Force and, and, and all sorts of places 
would we want Dr. Afra in live action or in an animated show? And the answer is always absolutely. Um, and it's fun to, to fan cast her. Um, I think, I think that they talked about that on the last living force episode, uh, who would they want to fan cast as Dr. Afra? I think that'd be so much fun to see her in something like the book of Boba Fett. Uh, that would be cool. She fits that vibe. She's interacted with Boba Fett before, mm. And um, I think that'd be very interesting to see. And and honestly, like uh, Emily Wuzeller, who uh, narrated uh, or excuse me, who who played Afra in the audio drama, would be perfect. She would be she would fit the look. And um, yeah, I I would love to see her um, not only in comics but somewhere else because I want other people to enjoy her as much as we enjoy her. Absolutely, yeah. I think if so if there's any takeaway from this is dr afra is probably the apex of you know what the current star wars is capable of and both in terms of storytelling representation just overall skill of like storytelling this you can hardly go wrong with that but you know if you want something a little bit more tied closely to the movies we have another recommendation for you and that goes continuing with our trend of the bad boys here emma could you tell us a little bit about the rise of kylo ren Yes, I sure can. The Rise of Kylo Ren. The I would say it's the comic series that kind of broke the Star Wars internet. Everybody was really <laughs> excited for it. Um, I know we all were. Even if you didn't read Star Wars comics at the time, you read The Rise of Kylo Ren, likely. And if you haven't, you should. It's amazing. Um, it's written by Charles Soule, who we all know and love, uh, especially if you read uh, Star Wars books, Light of the Jedi, written by Charles Soule as well very prolific author in the Star Wars universe uh, and the art of, in this. Um, sorry. He's just also done a ton of Darth Vader. Yes. A ton of Darth Vader. And, and he's doing the current run of, uh, of Star Wars, the 2020 series. Am I correct in that? I think he is. Um, but yeah, he, tons of good stuff. Really great writer. Um, art by Will Sliney in this. Um, it ran from December, 2019 to March of 2020. Uh, and it was just four issues. So pretty recent comic. Um, it follows Ben Solo after the events of the destruction of Luke's temple as he finds his new place in the Force and in the galaxy. Um, we see a lot of cool events in this series. I think the thing that comes to mind is, um, before we get into the actual Kylo Ren stuff, because this is his comic, I just want to mention uh, there's two High Republic uh, Easter eggs in this, which, I mean, Charles Soule and, and all the other writers of the High Republic, they were teasing this like way before we even knew it. Um, we go to Elfrona, which is a planet in Light of the Jedi. We go oh, yeah. there uh, to, to a Jedi temple in this series, which is really cool to see. Um, there, what was the second one? Uh, the Holocron <laughs> by uh, uh, Avar Chris. Yes, that's right. That's right. There's a holocron uh, with Avar Chris in it. I knew there was two. I lost my train of thought. Um, and so, yeah, they were, they were teasing the High Republic before we even knew it. And that made it um, even better. But talking about Kylo Ren, because this is his series, um, we get to see him go through kind of the I believe it's been a little bit since I've read this, but I believe it picks up like straight away after the temple starts burning and we can kind of see his emotions through that. I know that that scene is kind of under a lot of questions a lot of times, like whose version of the story is is the accurate one? Um, did Kylo mean to do this? We kind of get some more answers regarding that. Um, and then we also get to see him just turn more and more to the dark side. Um, Actually, I just had a, an epiphany. I remember the the other High Republic tie-in. I don't think the holocron was in 
this series. I'm I'm pretty sure no, the other one I was thinking was it uh, the other one I was thinking of. I just of read was, it um, like last month. I'm yeah, now now you're questioning it, so now I'm like eighty percent <laughs> sure it was in there. Well, the second one I'm just remembering is uh, the Amaxine Station from Into the Dark is where Snoke was uh, uh-huh. in this series. Um, oh, I'll have to check on this and tell you guys in the Discord if, if the holocron is in there or not, because I thought there was just two, but maybe there was three. I'll I'll, I'll update no, everybody in the yeah 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 in the is. Discord. I, I read it. Re- okay. I reread all of that series recently because I was looking for High Republic Easter eggs. I was like, gotta give me some more ah. High Republic. So I went back and read this thing and was like, oh, it was right there. Oh, well, it was right there. It was cool. So I must rewarding. have missed that. That's so awesome. Rewarding. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so there are three that we count High Republic Easter eggs. I know it's been a little bit since I've since I've read this. Good call, everybody. Um, so my favorite part of the series, and I'm interested to hear everybody else's favorite part uh, in a second. But my favorite part is at the very end uh, when we see Kylo Ren bleeding his lightsaber crystal and, and seeing him construct his lightsaber and the part the reason i like it is because i got a, a lot of han solo vibes here and i know that's kind of weird to say because he's bleeding his lightsaber crystal but the reason i got the han solo vibes was because you could tell that he's been tinkering with his lightsaber and you can tell he's been trying to figure out how to make his unstable crystal kind of work um i, I don't know just his facial expressions and everything like that it, it made me feel very sad for kylo because you can see the light in him. You can see it even when he's doing like the darkest thing imaginable, which is bleeding the crystal. Um, and I don't know that scene, it made me very emotional on it. And I didn't expect that because I don't really feel a ton of like strong emotions when I'm reading comic books usually, but, but it kind of made me a little teary eyed. I was, I felt bad for Kylo and, and kind of was starting to think about the life he might've had. And then I had to stop thinking about it because it was so sad. <laughs> Um, so that was my favorite part of the series. And I'm wondering, uh, Jared, do you have a favorite part of, of this series? Oh, you, here you are. I'm trying to fix Tyler's video and here you are tossing it over to me. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, well, why don't we, see. why don't we let's ask, uh, Caleb? What, it's, what okay. It I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. I liked <laughs> getting a peek into Luke's Jedi Academy in canon. Cause you haven't oh, seen yes, that. Yes. And I'm a sucker for Luke's Jedi Academy in Legends. We right. just did the Jedi Academy trilogy round table, two part round table on Legends Look Back, which you can access for free and listen to, or hey, watch right here on YouTube. Just click around, you'll find it. We got a whole Legends Look Back <laughs> section. And uh, that was really thrilling. To, it's only four issues, but it was cool to get to know some of those students, get to, a peek into Luke's training methods, um, this is a few panels of them tossing rocks around with each other and having some sparring, you know, matches with with yeah. lightsabers. And yeah, I'll say it's the Luke's Jedi Academy. Awesome, Caleb. How yeah. about you? What's your What's your favorite part? There's a lot of standout points. Um, you know, it, it, even before you know the end of Mandalorian season two. Spoiler warning: We get to see Luke Skywalker as a Jedi, just you know, completely be in his element and that's always great to see you know luke as the apex of the jedi order and that that was a great there and you know it, it was nice to see kylo ren sorry well at that point he's still been solo being just kind of like a sad boy like i really don't want to be a bad guy i really don't want to kill anyone here but i'm a bad guy now so i'm going to hang out with these drug dealers i once met sort of thing so you see him like Kylo Ren has always impressed me as someone who's trying very hard to appear villainous. Like even in episode um, in 
in episode seven, like I could, you know, when he's like, you know, pulling out his lightsaber and chopping up uh, banks of uh, monitors and computers. I like the first time I saw him, like he's trying too hard and he's trying to impress the stormtroopers around him with how rage filled he is. So it always seems like he's trying to put on this front of a bad boy persona. And you definitely see that in the first uh, several issues of him being really like as weird as it sounds badly trying to be bad it's it's probably one of the truest connections to the to the characters in the movies because that you you could argue throughout the movies that he is that that he is struggling to be bad that he's broken bad but not really and 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 you really see that he gives us his, his uh, there are there are times where I won't go into spoilers, but there are times in there where he could break bad and 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 he fights it and 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 he really fights it. He wants to he wants people to think that he's bad, but he doesn't really want to fully commit. And 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 it really that emotion really carries over from how Adam Driver uh, uh, depicts him in, in the movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, my, and, I and in the comments, we have Mike A and I. And Eric also mentioning the best part is we see Snoke in his uh, in his uh, derby outfit with his nice little uh, you know flat hat. I was oh, just yeah, about yeah, to, to say that we can't ignore that that hat. That Gardner oh my gosh, <laughs> absolute yes. meme that Snoke is in, in this series. <laughs> it's worth reading just for the hat, honestly. Gardner Gardner boy Snoke, as Erica said in the chat, is is trying. I don't think he'll ever do it, but he's trying to dethrone Naked Palps as the 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 law. <laughs> The the best meme in 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 the Utini uh, Slack chat. I don't I don't think he's ever going to get there, but uh, he's he's a very constant uh, presence uh, whenever we're trying to 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 have a laugh. So good, so so good. All right, and uh, speaking of villains and dark, brooding, emotional people, uh, Tyler, let's uh, talk about Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, one of my favorites. So yeah, you you really can't have a foundational five without some Darth Vader with, without Darth Vader appearing at least once. And right. really, I mean, is there anything better than than Charles Soule writing a writing Darth Vader? I, I mean, not to not not to put anybody else who's tried, uh, you know, to, to to shame, but this is just there's this is an amazing story, um, written by Charles Soule. Pencils are by Giuseppe uh, Comancoli. Uh, it was it first ran started running in June 2017 and ran through December December 2018 for 25 issues, um, and it really you get to see that transition. You get to see the transition from Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't you know Palpatine is always the the enabler. Is always, you know, it, it's it's fascinating how much he has Vader wrapped around his his finger, and, and he's always goading him. He's always, well, you don't have a lightsaber. I mean, you can't be my apprentice without a lightsaber. And oh, by the way, I've also got these Inquisitors. It's actually, uh, is is do we see? Is this the first time that we've that we see the Grand Inquisitor, or yes. is is he in in Rebels first? <laughs> Oh, this is the first question. timeline that we get to, you know, in the right. timeline thing, we get to see the Inquisitors. I think he might have shown up in Rebels first. Let me. I believe Rebels hat. was first, not by a time. Uh, yes, look at that hat. I, like when you were talking about, like, wait, I have that hat somewhere. <laughs> 
for for our audio listeners, uh, Caleb has donned a a very Snoke esque looking hat uh, from the Rise of Kylo Ren comics, and it's great. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if I remember correctly, I think the Grand Inquisitor uh, in Rebels uh, uh, came before just slightly. 2015 was so. Rebels. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. So, but but the Inqui- you get introduced, reintroduced to the Inquisitor of Rebels fame. You get introduced to the rest of the Inquisitors who make appearances later on in Rebels, who make appearances in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and you really see this not only this network that Palpatine creates in order to hunt down the Jedi, but I really think that it was all meant for Vader, especially because it was, it was, it was put into this book. I really think it was all meant to ensure that not only was Anakin beaten down by Palpatine, but that he wasn't getting up either. And, and he just controls him every step of the way. And Caleb, I think you had, this was your art of the week last week, right? was, was one of the, one, one of the books in the middle of this series. You where, have uh, early on when he, you know, when you mentioned, yeah. he's like, oh, Palpatine's like, Oh, you don't have a lightsaber. So he's got to find, he's like, well, just give me a lightsaber. He's like, no, 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 you have to earn a lightsaber. So he has to find a Jedi that's just out in the middle. Like, I have to find a Jedi, kill him while not having a lightsaber, and then corrupt that lightsaber to make him my own. So Yeah, because like, he couldn't that, just grab one. I mean, there yeah. were thousands of them, literally thousands of them laying around the, the Jedi temple. But it was like, no, 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 no. You can't just pick one up and claim it as yours. You need to earn this. Oh, yeah. I, and in Fala, the Jedi, he ends up having the duel in order to get that from. Shirtless, by the way is like the first example we get of the what do you call them jedi wayfinders way way seekers way searchers wayfinders i I always get these mixed up yeah (laughs) there's like a specific like the term starting with a b that they put them on like some sort of certain exile he was out on oh yeah yeah he's got the brash vow that's what it is there it is thank you caleb um he's a jedi who's taking the brash vow which now we're exploring in the high republic and we didn't know that at the time that they would eventually come back to that and flesh it out even more. But so cool. I absolutely love him. He's, he's one of the best canon characters for my money. Yes. And so we've gone through four. We've gone through four of our, of our five. And, and while all of these are canon, we, we, we couldn't have all five of them be canon. We had to have Legends uh, be represented. And, and not only do we, have to have, do we have to have Legends represented, we had to have probably the most infamous legends comic book I, I i will go out on the limb and say at least in at least in my opinion it's the one of the most is the most infamous uh legends book and caleb why don't you uh talk a little bit about dark empire why not as i've already stated like dark empire was like the first star wars comic i read and i had no idea what i was getting into but my lord was it cool i said it had these weird awesome you know um watercolor splash pages of huge action uh wild color palettes also reintroduced boba fett it had um darth you know darth vader coming back but not quite it was actually luke skywalker in his armor so you gotta see these like really chunky character designs and like wild things this was all done by uh tom fetch who is the uh writer and pencils by cam kennedy who i mentioned earlier and just it follows this wild story of um like it's not called dark empire for no reason it it follows you know luke's like almost corruption to the dark side as he decides to uh try to you know follow palpatine one more time as he you know palpatine's back somehow he's returned and he just like in the The wild 
the first time, yes, the first time in canon, Daz now no longer canon. It's it's a good story. Like it's like when I read through it, I'm like, wow, that was really fast. Like they went through a lot of story and a lot of beats really quickly. But then I thought mm, this is probably more like you know a movie sort of thing. Like you could almost turn that entire thing into a screenplay and it'd feel like a star wars movie the way the action flows and the way the action moves so no and it's really important you know there's a lot of um you know very important things and in just six issues so it's a quick read there's a sequel dark empire 2 and then there's a sequel to the sequel Imp- dark Imp- no sorry empire's end just had to mess up with the whole naming trilogy there star wars Brief aside, Star Wars had a lot of weird things. Remember Dark Forces? And then they did Dark Forces 2 Jedi Order. And then it did <laughs> Jedi Order 2 Outcast. And then Jedi Outcast 2, like, what? It, yeah. Anyway. Not even mentioning the fact that there's like a, there's an expansion onto Dark Forces 2. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mysteries of the Sith. Yeah, yes. I actually have got to show off my hardcover of the Dark Empire trilogy. Um, Beautiful. Sucker has become Ooh. quite rare. My wife when we were dating, she bought this for me. And when I was doing my study abroad in college, she mailed it across the world to Zambia. And uh, as soon as it came in the mail, that's love right there. I was like, yep. I bought a ring as soon as I got back. As soon as I got (laughs) back, I'm serious. And (laughs) I was like, as soon as it came in the mail, I was like, all right, y'all do the, do the Africa thing. Uh, I'm being in the room for a weekend reading dark empire. There you go. And, you know, you, you mentioned go. it being cinematic. That's actually one of the things that Tom Beach was going for. Um, he there's a there's a I have to find this thread. There was an interview where he and Timothy Zahn went at it and they talked about what they hated about each other's work. <laughs> because so, that one and uh, Ear to the Empire right, came out yeah. pretty much the same time. Right. Yeah. They were and it yeah, came right, out in the, and they had the same like time frame, like six years yes. after the movies. Yes. <laughs> right. And and, and, I, and I remember he, like they didn't talk to each other while they were writing these books. And that was right. Is it Jared? I think you, I, I think we've, we've said that before. No, no, no. In, in fact, they, they not only didn't collaborate, <laughs> it was like animosity. First of all, you're, you're dealing with an age, you know, 1990 is this being written that how are you going to collaborate a long distance phone right. call? Those suckers are expensive. You got 35 call cents collect. a minute. That's right. And <laughs> the, these guys, like they did not have the same vision for what they wanted to accomplish. They're, they're being contracted by different publishers. Tom Beach originally was signed on to write this for Marvel, and then Marvel lost the license. And so then, you know, he's, he's, he's in direct competition with Timothy Zahn. They, they actually, I'll find this post, I'll put it in the Discord channel, kind of go at it about the stuff they hated about each other's work. So it's Dark Empire versus Heir to the Empire. And one of the things that Tom Beach says he didn't like about Heir to the Empire, he says it wasn't very cinematic. <laughs> just goes to show like he really is trying to make this feel like a star wars movie and yeah me, it and, does you know after rereading air to the empire that whole trilogy there's there is an entire like point where all the where our main characters spend three weeks hiking through woods so Veach had a point yeah and i am putting in the chat if i can get it to populate as a link i'm trying here we did a whole um did a whole episode of Legends Look Back all about Dark Empire about a year ago. So Dark Empire uh, Legends Look Back episode 12 is our Dark Empire roundtable if you want more on that. And I think the most ironic part about their little throwdown, for lack of a better term, is here we are 30 years later. Thrawn is is alive and well. We have Palpatine coming back. 
right. wasn't as wasn't as naked as he was in 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 mm-hmm. uh, in Dark Empire. But but they're even though it's not canon, their stories, their characters, their themes, all are have been represented and i think that just that just is a testament to the the importance of of what they did for the expanded universe um i mean they're really they're, they're really the the creators of i mean with mm-hmm. i mean i i could very easily make an argument and we've had this discussion before um both in the discord and in in the slack without these two writers i i don't know if 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 the the expanded universe is, is what it is today no, absolutely. I mean, heir to the, this uh, Dark Empire here is the first canonical reference, like that where he created holocrons, and that's yeah. such a massive part of the Star Wars canon. And he just kind of invented it as a you know in this series, so we get to see the first copy of this. So there's a lot of like really deep dive sort of things you can pick through there. His world building is excellent, as is Zahn's. They both were they were so clearly like, this is my shot to write Star Wars. I'm going to swing for it. And he does not pull any punches. It's, it's cool. It's cool is what it is. You know, you talk about discovering it in the teen section. It's edgy. It's oh. edgy. You know, it does, does every <laughs> single line hold up 30 years later? This is the 30th anniversary. Where's that 30th anniversary hardcover collectible edition? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that leather thing. Um, but I'm saying that uh, it's been 30 years. Not everything holds up. But back then, it was cool. Boba Fett's back. Awesome. And so you got to kind of put yourself into that mindset to read it. And, and what's cool about this, of course, is it is kickstarting the legends side of comics. So, you know, Heir of the Empire being the seminal canon novel that kickstarted the eu on that side with comics um this was the first thing the dark horse put out then shortly followed by tales of the jedi and then rogue squadron i think were the first two after this um but this is the start of legends comics unless we count the old school marvel comics with jackson but that's a conversation for another day isn't it exactly like as we've already touched on, one thing I love about, you know, Star Wars and comics and media and all like that is it's just so different looking and like where you can be immediately attracted to the artwork because the characters, this might sound like a knock, they don't look like the actors, like they look like chunky, they look gruff and rough and have weird colorations. We haven't seen anything like take a, such a weird aesthetic choice in the Star Wars universe. The only one who's come close to this has been Lego Star Wars. Let's be honest. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cam Kennedy's art is so divisive. A lot of people hate Dark Empire proportionately to how much I love it. But like, regardless of what your take on it ends up being, it's important among Star Wars comics. And I would say I c- cannot think of any Star Wars art that I like more than Cam Kennedy's art. I don't want it in every Star Wars comic. Don't get me wrong, but it is so extremely iconic. So Jared, I'm wondering, uh, coming from the perspective of someone who, uh, you're going to hate this, but I've never read any Legends comics. It's fine. You'll get there. Um, You'll get there. I will. I will. So coming from my perspective, I'm kind of sitting here wondering, did Dark Empire make our foundational five because it's a good place to start if you're getting into Legends comics or, or would you have a different recommendation? It is good for that. It's not necessarily representative of representative of all Legends comics, though. Mm-hmm. It's good because you don't have to have read anything else to 
um, to read this. You watch Return of the Jedi. You go straight into this. And you're like, oh, man, this is the galaxy is not doing so great after that Ewok party. They party way too hard. And <laughs> <laughs> this is, is good in terms of like you don't have to have read any other Legends comics. However, um, there are some other really good Legends comics worth picking up. Some that I got to say I pitched and didn't quite make the list. And uh, are we ready for the honorable mentions then? I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and talk right, is that about what you're it. doing? So, you're so tossing, we, you're teeing it up for me here. We are, we are tossing oh, yeah. straight Throwing into you a softball. So, so these were the, <laughs> these were the five. These were our, our, our foundational five, but nobody can stop at five. So, so we, we added, wanted to make sure we added three additional things, uh, three additional titles, uh, as sort of our honorable mentions. And, uh, Jared, uh, I'll let you take, uh, the first one, uh, which is, uh, the Republic Twilight, uh, the Quinlan Voss, uh, series. Yeah. So, we know Quinlan Voss now in canon from what? Uh, he's got a couple episodes of Clone Wars. Importantly, he is the star of the Dark Disciple novel by Christy Golden, co-starring Asajj Ventress. And the Great reason book. that he made the jump over into canon is George liked him. He liked him. He liked what they did with him in the the Dark horse comics so so the timeline exactly of when he's introduced and what exactly is going on with the series none of the one of these it's really complicated i think it was the mainline i think it was the mainline star wars comic from dark horse just called star wars however um then the series was renamed as republic but in the middle of the story so double check double fact check me in the Utini timeline over there but the the one graphic novel the one story if you're looking for four issues or five issues that we want to recommend as an honorable mention absolutely one of the best legends comics is this um this series with a, uh, who is it it's not a Saj Ventress this time it's I'm so close uh, to having it the Twilight uh, uh, Secura, Ayala, right? yeah Ayla Secura yes so um this is uh, Quinlan Voss and Ayla Secura. It's dark and moody. The art is by Jan Dersima, and the art is John Os the, the, the writing is John Ostrander. I guess yes. I could look at the show notes instead of just trying to remember. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Make so it a it's challenge. It's specifically um, issues 19 through 19 through 22 of the Republic series. So if you want to follow along the whole story, you actually have to start in Star Wars and then jump over into Republic. And not every issue of Republic or Star Wars is about Quinlan Vos and Ayla Secura. However, a lot of them are. Sometimes you got a random Bail Organa issue thrown in there, a random Mace Windu issue thrown in. You got a little bit of Kiati Mundi, but he's a polygamist because legends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. It, it sounds like I am, but I'm, no, I'm honestly not. I remember seeing those uh, storylines, yeah. And um, this is great because it's dark and it's broody and it's like very much early to mid 2000s Legends comics. And I remember picking up some random issues of this in my local grocery store in, in suburban Oklahoma and oh, being wow. like, Thank you, Suburban <laughs> Grocery Store, for giving me this awesome Star Wars comic. My mom's like, Son, we got to get some oranges. And I'm like, I'm going to sit right here and read these and you shop. I will not move a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and I end up buying them. I don't, I don't have them in my collection anymore. I don't know what happened. They lost in a move, but it's just an absolutely excellent story. Um, they battle with the dark side, middle of the Clone Wars, but it's pre-Clone Wars, Clone Wars, right? Before the TV show. So this is not the Jamaican bro Voss. This is 
angsty legends Voss. This is there's a difference, isn't there? This Caleb? is 2020s Voss. <laughs> Amazing. That sounds that sounds interesting to me. It's, it's piqued my interest, having not read any legends comics. I have to say, I'm I'm definitely feeling uh, more interested in this now. And and is this the comic that? made George Lucas put Ayla Secura into Revenge of the Sith, or am I misremembering here? Because I remember he, yeah, he saw so. her from something and decided to put her in the movie because he thought she looked really cool. Um, I love stories like that. <laughs> and and I will um, say that Mike makes a great point in the chat that most of this is collected in the Clone Wars epic collections. There's, what, three or four of those? I don't know exactly which one has this. Um, I'd have to do some Oh, that's good to know. But that's a good point. If you like to, to read your Legends comics in Epic Collections, which is a great way to do it, either digitally or in print, those Epic Collections, a lot of times digitally will go on sale for next to nothing. You just got to kind of be on the lookout. Probably Ooh. May 4th coming up would be a good time to check Comixology. Yeah. Keep um, your fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, May so 4th usually has some awesome, awesome sales. So I'll have to keep my eye out for some of these uh, Legends Epic Collections. So Emma, we got another one here. Yes. Um, could you talk a little bit about the age of the Republic Rebellion Resistance? Yes, absolutely. So uh, this is kind of like three series into one, but but not really. They're kind of the same. It's a little confusing, but I'll explain. So we have the age of blank comics as our uh, our honorable mentions. We have Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance. Um, these were written by Jody Hauser, Greg Pak, and Tom Taylor, each writing uh, their own um, sort of era, I guess you could say. Um, art in these were done by Luke Ross, Corey Smith, Chris Sprouse, Mark Lamming, Matteo Bufgani, uh, Leonard Kirk, and Ramon Rosanas. Um, so these are collections of one shots. So it's like a one shot per character. Uh, and it features these individual characters uh, during these three main trilogies. Um, and so I'll kind of run down for you uh, which characters are focused on in each uh, era. So for the Republic, we have Qui-Gon, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, Padme Amidala, Darth Maul, and then uh uh, yeah, yeah, villains, uh, Darth Maul, Jango Fett, Count Dooku, and General Grievous. So you kind of have uh, a little bit of a, of a four and four split um, uh, heroes and villains. Uh, and then the Rebellion, we have Leia, Han, Lando, Luke. And then the villains, we have Tarkin, Boba, J Jabba, and Vader. And then the Resistance, we have Finn, Poe, Rose, Ray, Phasma, Hux, Snoke, and Kylo. Uh, and so all of these are, are really great standalone stories. And I think I was like the only one sort of pulling for these in the voting um, to, to make it into our foundational five. And the reason that I like these for beginners is because you don't have to have any prior knowledge uh, yeah, of anything right. in the books to, to read these, except, you know, just watch the movies, which I mean, we all have, right? So um, that's why I really like uh, these series. Um, I wouldn't say that they're super consequential to the story as a whole. However, I would say that it's cool to see uh, someone like Qui-Gon Jinn um, again. And obviously, we have Master and Apprentice before The Phantom Menace, uh, but this is a great way to get more Qui-Gon content if you like Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, and yeah, overall, they're just some great stories that aren't uh, aren't super consequential, yet are, are very fun to, to read. Yeah, Do you guys have a favorite? You I was, oh, was going to ask you the same oh, thing. Oh, you're going to yeah. ask me that? I can I can answer that. So I think my favorite has to be 
roses. And and the reason I like it is it ties in really great to the uh, Cobalt Squadron novel. And I don't remember the author's name off the top of my head, but great novel. I think it's a junior novel. Um, I liked seeing Rose uh, with Paige uh, on their home world, kind of seeing them join the rebellion and how um, Leia would, uh, she comforted them um, after their planet uh, got taken over and they joined the resistance. I don't know. I just, there was a lot of good things about that comic. I liked seeing um, so, some a more, not that we'd never see Leia be compassionate, but I liked seeing the ultra compassionate general Leia uh, as opposed to Princess Leia. And I mean, they were all really good, but if I had to pick a favorite, it'd be Rose. Um, but Jared, do you have a favorite? The one that made the biggest splash in the fandom was, is it the Snoke issue or the Kylo Ren? I think it's the Smoke, the Snoke one because the Snoke one is about Kylo Ren. <laughs> right. That's right. More than it's about Snoke. He takes yeah. him to, can I even say it? It's kind of spoilery. It's, it's, it's. Spoiler warning, very... 30 seconds. Mute for 30 seconds. Snoke takes Kylo Ren to train on Dagobah. Yes, yes. And Kylo Ren freaking blows it up. <laughs> he explodes <laughs> Dagobah, or at least the, the Force Cave. It's yes. so cool. I love, there's some great legend stuff on Dagobah. And so it was really satisfying to see that. Oh, I'm going to have to reread that. Maybe tonight. I mean, that one. That's a great so good. That's the cool thing about these, like 15 minutes. You can, you can read one right. of these. Right. Yeah. I love those that about this series, which is another reason why I think it's in our, in our honorable mention. It's just so easy to read if you're new to comics and you want to take it slow. Super easy to, uh, to just sort of pick one up and then put it down. It's not a series. You don't have to remember what happened or whatever. Um, Caleb, uh, do you have a favorite in, in this series? Uh, if I said anything, it would be a lie. I have not read these series yet. Ah, that's OK. <laughs> Didn't that's they all right. on Kanja Book Club? I think I think they covered, um, if I'm remembering correctly, they covered the Republic, and I think they're going to cover the Rebellion over the summer. Yeah, mm, cool. It's great. Tyler, do you have a favorite? Uh, unfortunately, I also have not had a chance to to read any of these. I, I I've been getting caught up on all the uh, the the canon stuff. So gotcha. so these these are definitely on my list. Um, you've definitely sold me um Good, previously and especially especially tonight uh so i'm definitely going to because i these I, some of these were actually at my local comic store uh, the last time i was in there buying everything for that, that that's current so i will be sure to pick those up and 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 hopefully uh by the next time we meet i will be able to to tell you i've read at least one of them yeah i was here we've got one last uh honorable mention and that is tales of the jedi another legend comic caleb um what, what what do you have to say about this one? Well, it's very neat. It's written by both by Tom Veach, who did the uh, Dark Empire and Kevin J. Anderson. And it doesn't have Cam Candy. Instead, it has uh, Christian Gossett, uh, Jan Johnson, David Roach, Tony Atkins, Art Weatherhall, Dario Cassio Jr. They're all the pencilers and artists and did some great work with it. And this was kind of what he did after um, what he did after Dark Empire. It ran from 96 to 98 for about 30, 35 issues. And this is kind of cool because it's the start of the like far Legends timeline catalog. The, the Knights of the Old Republic, like 5,000 BBY. So, you know, cow, it, it allowed them to pretty much do the Star Wars thing of like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take all this like story and, you know, interesting things we have here, but we're going to ignore all that. Just take the technology and the themes and just start our own timeline over here. And we can do whatever we want with it. And there's no restrictions about, well, it's not what happened in the in the movies so they can just <laughs> go crazy and they did they had some wild like artwork wild stuff here it was just like some 
crazy, crazy stuff. And it, as if I remember correctly, it doesn't really tie into like, you know, the move, the games, the Knights of the Republic or the comic series, like at all. Well, I actually disagree. Um, I just remember because, it was very different. Because, no, it, it's very different for sure. But who is it? Drew, Drew Karpishan, uh, who wrote the Darth Bane books, he did the story on that. He really did his homework in Legends, which I appreciated his EU homework. And um, he, there's so much of those comics referenced in Kotor. And so uh, any kind of dialogue where they're like, hey, what's going on over here on this planet? And they're always like, have you ever heard the story of Exar Kud? Except for it's coming out of the mouths of the Ithorians. So it's it's heavily based on the lore of these comics. It's not necessarily that you read them because they summarize it in, um, you know, in the game itself. But the entire foundation, I would say, for all of the old Republic, you know, the KOTOR story really goes back here to 1991 with Tales of the Jedi. And um, man, the the storyline, the the character development with Ulit Keldrama. I think is one of the best in all of legends where he starts and where he ends up in the middle. And then they eventually come back years later to like one last like victory lap of tales of the Jedi that it tells the Jedi redemption. And it's so, so good. We actually did. I was looking for it. Can't find the link. Um, we did a round table on tales of the Jedi on legends. Look back. So that would be worth checking out if this is interesting to you. All right. Awesome. So we have talked for a, very long time on uh, about all of these comics and and, and as you guys know um all these comics are on utini.com uh emma has done a great job of making sure it's in the links or excuse me it's in the uh the chat um before we finish any a, a, any final comment i want to go around the room and and kind of give everybody one final uh chance to to kind of either talk about something that we talked about uh in in one of these books or or maybe throw one additional honorable mention in there and I will it, it, it that usually helps if I pick somebody to start. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start with Emma. Uh, Emma, what are your final thoughts? Yeah. So uh, just an overarching thought. All of these books are great. And if you haven't read any of them, I highly recommend them. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for the Legends ones. I haven't read the Legends ones yet. But uh, I think if this conversation has taught me anything is that uh, I should start to read some Legends comics. <laughs> that, that would be helpful. Um, and yeah, I, that's all I got, really. I, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, check out the written guide that Jared did. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that's and right. I'm, I'm glad that we clicks. have a foundational five. Yeah, clicks. Get the clicks. <laughs> yes, we need those clicks. Uh, Jared, what about you? Man, thanks for having me on the show. This has been great. I've had a fun time trying to get Tyler's video up and running and <laughs> my audio was on somebody's <laughs> left ear and then it was not loud enough, but Meg typically runs the live stream for me on Legends Look Back these days. I've had fun. Thanks for having me on the show. This has been fun. I, I, I really want to give one last plug to Tomorrow Now It's Roundtable on uh, Dark Empire, Dark Empire 2. So there was this recent Legends Epic Collection and this is where it's funny. The Dark Empire Legends Epic Collection is actually named the New Republic Volume 5. That's not confusing at all. It could just be called Dark Empire. And so we're going to be basically covering that Legends Epic Collection on tomorrow night's roundtable. And I'm very excited for it. Um, we are going to play some clips from the Dark Empire 2 audio drama, which I'm betting most of you didn't know existed. If you want a taste of that, we've got it tomorrow night. And um, of course, once you have gone and read all the Foundational 5, you can catch up on what we've got going on over there for your Legends Comics content. 
Caleb, you look like you're you're deep in in research <laughs> mode over there. What do you yeah. what, what do you got going on over there? On a few physical ones I had, and this is a freebie. This is our another recommendation. Should it be on the foundational five? Lando uh, no, 2015. Uh, Lando 2015 <laughs> is written by Charles Soule. It's it's just a wonderful little heist in a in a in a novel. It's just a quick six uh, session. You got some fun stuff with Lando. You just does Lando-y things about lying to you to care the reader all the time. Amazing stuff. I think Lando is a great like way. If you love the character or if you like seeing like different genres in Star Wars of like a kind of the heist movie, this is a great place to start. So that's my last little plug there is Lando should also be read when you get a chance. Lando has really grown on me. I remember I have, the, I don't have the, that trade paperback, but I have those individual issues. Uh, and I remember reading that, but, but he's also featured pretty heavily in, in the main line right now. Um, and I really like the way that he, that, that he's portrayed. Plus I just read the empire strikes back uh, from tail uh, from a certain point of view. So I've been getting a lot of Lando uh, in recently. And, and, and I have to say, I I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, to, to appreciate him a lot more than the, the than I used to. All it's right. So for I, sure. I'm not going to add any more. We've had we've now up <laughs> 10 different books. What I'm, I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to encourage you, uh, just like Mike said in the chat, I'm going to encourage you to pick up the 2016 Afra um, and, and trade paperback because that is going to be our roundtable next week. Uh, we go. are that our very first roundtable will be on uh, Dr. Afra number one. Um, the, so so go ahead and and I encourage you to pick that up. That way you can follow along uh, in the chat. Um, maybe if maybe your favorite art of the week is something that you might be able to submit from there. There's a lot of great art in there. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my last thoughts is pick that up. Uh, grab the link over at utini.com uh, and 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 you know help us provide you keep pr being able to provide this this amazing content. So um, that'll do it for the second episode of the Cosmic Force. I want to thank. Jared for filling in for uh, for Jacob tonight and, and really having a, 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 just a great conversation about comics, um, Legends comics, Canon comics, all 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 of that. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the subscribe to the show uh, wherever you get your podcast. When we get there, we're still working on getting our our, our podcast into in, into feed and in, into the feeds, and we will make sure that we let you know when we're there. Um, but for now, you can catch us every Wednesday night at eight o'clock right here on YouTube. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the utini.com our utini uh, YouTube channel, and also make sure you turn on notifications so that way when we go live or when Jared goes live on Legends Look Back tomorrow. Uh, you get a little notification. You can yeah. join in on the fun uh, of that, or and especially uh, the the living force on Monday nights. Um, if you like what you hear, uh, be sure to vi visit utini.com for uh, all the reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe. Uh, we also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com/discord. Uh, if you'd like to help support the show. Uh, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. Um, we want to send out a special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sanders on our Jedi High Council uh, Patreon level. And then Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson, uh, who are on make up our Alliance High Command uh, Patreon level uh, Thank you all for, for your continued and amazing support. You can tweet the show at, at Cosmic Force Show or each of the, the hosts individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma J. 
26. Caleb is at Caleb Laminick. And I don't have it here in the show notes, but I believe Jared, you were at Jared Q Mays. Did I get that Good right? Good job, man. That's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I, I was doing a little bit of homework. Um, thanks again for, to Emma, Caleb, and, uh, and uh, Jacob or Jared for filling in tonight for Jacob. <laughs> um, special thanks for all of you guys for, uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, and we'll see you next week. And as always, may the force be with you.